Hi, I'm Wes. Today is Wednesday the 30th of January 2013 and this is episode 3 of the Wes Wonders podcast. This episode we will be talking about Lonely Planet's top 10s, uh, some of the recent flooding around the world and the dangers involved with it, and also Shangri-La's free Wi-Fi program. Well, first of all, I want to say a happy Chinese New Year to everyone out there. I know there's a bunch of uh, Chinese New Year celebrations going on around the world, um, and well, I've always wanted to go to one, um, probably in China. I think that would most likely be the best place. Um, but I haven't been to one yet, so it's on my list of things to do. So if you've attended mm-hmm. any Chinese New Year's, uh, in the past, or you're planning on going to a celebration this year, um, I'd love for you to let me know about it and, um, let me know how it went and, what you did there so uh, you can shoot me uh, Twitter if you'd like uh, my handle is at Wes W-E-Z-7 so at Wes7 um, and we can have a bit of a chat about um, your experience at the Chinese New Year so I've had a fairly busy uh, two weeks since the last podcast I've been um, burying myself in editing photos of Japan and my time there Um, and I think I've narrowed my thousand or so pictures down to about 150 or 200 so still a lot but um, I'm getting through them which is good so that's taken up a a fair chunk of my time Um, but going through them reminded me a lot about Japan and my time there Um, and I wrote a blog post about it on my blog uh, Wes Wonders. The post that I did I called uh, Seven Things I Miss About Japan. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can head over there and give that a read if you'd like um, and also comment in it if there's something you miss about Japan if you've been there um, or anything like that. I'd really appreciate it. So anyway, um, let's get more into this podcast and talk about the Lonely Planet Top 10s. Um, So these were released, I think, back in late October. Um, So I've seen them floating around, but I thought I'd talk about them now, seeing as it is now 2013, and these are their top 10 lists for 2013. so I know we're already a month in, but these are still some great places to go. So they have the top 10 countries and the top 10 cities, um, and that's what I'll be talking about today. So the first one I want to talk about is the top 10 cities that Lonely Planet have for 2013. The first place they've got on their list is San Francisco in the United States. Um, So I went to San Francisco for a few days back on my round the world trip in 2010 
and I would definitely recommend San Francisco. It, I decided to go there because I didn't want to fly out of LA because um, there wasn't much about LA that interested me. But um, San Francisco uh, had had a lot of appeal to me. They, they had the wharf um, and the Golden Gate Bridge and trams and Lombard Street, which is the curviest street in the world, I do believe. Um, and a, f- a few other you know, places like that. Um, Alcatraz uh, is another one. So I, I walked around a lot in uh, San Francisco, um, which probably made me a lot fitter than I am today, uh, walking up all those hills. And I'd have to say that um, if you're thinking about going there, it is definitely a great city to visit. And I have it listed in this year's you know, a place to visit because um, they're upgrading the whole waterfront area. So Pier 39 um, and uh, Fisherman's Wharf and all that, I do believe they're upgrading it because the America's Cup is sailing through there somewhere. So um, if you're planning to go to San Francisco, do it this year. Um, Next on their list, they have... Amsterdam. Um, now everyone assumes that I've been there just because I've been to Europe, um, but I was in only in Europe for about four days or so, um, and Amsterdam wasn't one of the places that I went to. Um, I I haven't gone there yet because there's a lot of other places that interest me more, but that's not to say it's not a great place. I hear lots of stories about how good Amsterdam is and how fun it was and for many different reasons. Um, So depending on what your reasons are, I suppose would be reason to go there. But uh, this year they have a whole bunch of anniversaries coming up. Um, I think it's Van Gogh's 160th birthday Obviously, he's not 160 because, you know, he died quite a while ago. Um, They're reopening a museum, I do believe. Uh, It's been refurbished for 10 years. I think it's the 400th anniversary of um, the city or the river or um, one of those. Um, So there's lots of anniversaries, and with that... um, there'll be lots of parties and you know Amsterdam is one of those places where um, parties go off as far as I am aware Um, so if you're planning on heading there let me know and um, you know let me know how it goes because you know it's one of those places that I'm interested in but I'm not sure whether I'll go yet or not so if you can convince me otherwise please do so all right, number three is Hyderabad. I'm pretty sure I butchered that, but um, it's in India. Um, so this apparently, it, the place used to be a filthy rich and um, you know a mecca for all this stuff. And it got sold off years and years ago and they built over the top of it, over a lot of it. Um, but 
now they're going through a whole bunch of uh, refurbishment uh, projects and um, they're not doing them all at once obviously because that would take too much time and money but they're doing them slowly and um, you know, over a period of time so Lonely Planet's saying now is the time to go because um, a lot of the places are refurbed but once they all start getting refurbished then um, obviously a lot more tourists will want to go there and the place will get a lot busier so if that kind of stuff interests you head there now before it gets too busy the fourth is uh, London Derry or just Derry hope I'm pronouncing that right um, I'm sure my UK friends out there will correct me um, if I did get that wrong um, so this city is um, the United Kingdom City of Culture for 2013 um, and because of that they have a lot of uh, festivals planned um, I think they had some Irish festival going on um, in the middle of February and they've got um, singing pageants scheduled throughout the year so um, if you're in the area or if you live in the UK I would suggest checking that out uh, maybe heading up there for one weekend when one of the festivals or pageants is on because um, they're supposed to be amazing and it's what they'll be doing for most of the year so a lot of culture up there they're up there at Derry um, number five uh, Beijing now this is one of the places that I've been wanting to go for a while um, and to me it just it, it's got a lot it seems like it has a lot of culture um, and a lot of things to see so it has a lot of the olden uh, buildings and um, stuff like that. It's got the Forbidden Temple. Uh, apparently they've got um, some amazing artists out there. And you know, the calligraphy stuff that they do out there is pretty amazing too. Um, I saw a few in a few photos. Uh, and apparently they just finished uh, the high-speed rail between Beijing and Shanghai. Um, and it's a little bit under five hours to go from one to the other which is pretty good um, so you can easily get between the two cities so yeah there's a, a lot of places that I want to check out in Beijing and they say there's lots of English signs because of the Olympics um, so that's always a, a good thing it makes it easier to get around find your way so um, I'd like to head there but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there in 2013 so hopefully some of you do now number six is Christchurch um, so in my round the world trip back in 2010 um, one of the last places I went to was New Zealand um, and I was in Christchurch for a few days um, then drove around New Zealand, the South Island of New Zealand, and then came back to Christchurch before I left. And um, one of my favourite restaurants, I think in the world, like I, I went there the first time I was in Christchurch, then I went there a week later when I came back. Um, 
I just love this restaurant. It had great food, good atmosphere. I made a few friends there um, just randomly while I was watching the cricket. Um, good selection of beer. I was very happy. Um, but unfortunately, in the earthquakes at the beginning of 2011, so I think it was only two or three months maybe after I left, um, they had the massive earthquakes which devastated Christchurch and um, one of the restaurant, well, the restaurant that I, I loved was one of the places that got destroyed um, along with a whole bunch of other places. So the church, um, side pictures of the church that uh, is now not there. And um, so... Yeah, it was pretty devastating when I heard about those earthquakes because, you know, it was a fun city for me um, and I liked my time there. Um, but, you know, they've, they've come through the other side and they're rebuilding Christchurch and there's a whole bunch of new restaurants popping up, um, lots of different uh, cuisines and there's some live music venues um, popping up here and there as well so from what I've read it sounds like it it's growing to be a, a really happening place again um, and hopefully uh, my restaurant gets rebuilt um, I'm not sure I'll have to check up on that and I'll let you know so next is Hobart now Hobart is part of Australia but it's it's broken off from the mainland, so it's on its own little island of Tasmania um, and its capital. So, but there's not too much I know about Hobart. I know there is a boat race, so the Sydney to Hobart um, starts on Boxing Day and they start from Sydney and sail down to Hobart. Um, it's pretty rough, uh, rough seas between the mainland and Tasmania. So um, we usually watch bits and pieces of that every year. But apart from that, um, I don't know all that much about Hobart, which is um, a bit of a pity if it's on Lonely Planet's top 10 cities. So um, I think at some time this year, I will try and head down to Hobart if I get the chance and uh, check out what it's, what it's all about. Bit of a harbour town, so um, lots of boats. Could be a fun city to check out. And number eight is Montreal. Uh, they, I think they put this on the list because uh, I think two years ago it was voted the happiest city or one of the happiest cities in the world. And last year, uh, I think it was New York Times, voted it one of the hippest cities in the world. Um, so I think that kind of I've New York saying some places here, but it must be pretty good, I guess. Um, it makes it a bit of a cultural treat, that place. Uh, uh, I'm not, I read up a bit on it, uh, probably not as much as I should have. Um, so I don't know if there's much that interests me in Montreal, uh, but there's certainly lots of things happening this year. I think they're opening a new art gallery or a museum or something like that I, I can't exactly remember um, but um, I'm sure it's a 
the great city and and I can be convinced to uh, head there I'm sure um, there's not many places that I won't go to if given the opportunity um, so yeah if I, if I have any uh, listeners from Montreal uh, please send me an email send me a tweet um, let me know why you think your city is the, the greatest and deserves to be on this list and um, I'll talk about it in the next podcast and number nine um, I, I might stuff this name up as well hopefully I don't is Addis Ababa or Addis I think they call it for short um, so I had to look up where this place was because I wasn't 100% sure um, but it is in Africa and this is uh, one of the African places that has been uh, growing as a city at a super fast pace and it's economic growth should reach about 5% they think this year um, which is really high um, so they have lots of um, changes planned for this place in the near future and Lonely Planet saying it's going to be one of those places that you want to get in now check it out before it changes too much um, but you know, there's lots of changes coming up so that could be a good thing could be a bad thing um, only time will tell I guess so the last thing on their list of top 10 cities for 2013 this is another hard one to pronounce is Puerto Igazú I think I pronounced that wrong but so what it is is a waterfall on the Argentinian and Brazilian border um, and it's now been voted uh, as one of the new seven natural wonders of the world so um, I was looking at a photo of the waterfall earlier and it's it's pretty amazing uh, it has a lot of qualities like Niagara Falls but um, those that know me know that I wasn't a huge fan of Niagara Falls I thought they were amazing but I think these waterfalls are way better um, but that's just my personal opinion so uh, don't hate me too much um, but yeah these are these waterfalls that I, I know I want to go out there and um, take at least a lot of photos um, in and around the place um, so yeah if you can get to that place this year as well um, get in before the crowds get there because if it's one of the new seven natural wonders of the world I'm sure people will start heading there as soon as they can so try and beat them before before it gets too busy so yeah that's that's Lonely Planet's top 10 cities uh, San Francisco, Amsterdam, Hyderabad, Londonderry, Beijing, Christchurch, Hobart, Montreal, Addis Ababa, and Puerto Iguazu. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll put a, a link in the show notes so you can head to the article for Lonely Planet um, and look at some of the pictures and read a little bit more about them. They only have a paragraph or two about each place. Um, but I'm sure you can find some some more information on the Lonely Planet website if you're looking for it. 
So, which leads me to Lonely Planet's top 10 countries of 2013. So not just cities, but countries. So, uh, number one, Sri Lanka. Um, I say it's good value for money and you can get cheap flights from Bangkok. And I think from Bangkok it's only like a three or four hour flight. Not 100% sure on that because I um, haven't looked at it yet. But um, that's pretty good. And the, the reason it hasn't been super popular in the past is um, for flooding and they had the civil war going on. But I mean, the civil war ended a few years ago and they're rebuilding the whole area and they've just put a whole bunch of money into their tourism industry. So um, obviously they want to boost tourism and get more people out there. So it's probably a a good thing when a country puts more money into their tourism, you know, you know, things are going to improve and start looking good, say, or, you know, better or more cultured. I, I have a few friends that, um, originally come from Sri Lanka, so I might talk to them and see what they think, if they can remember some of it and, um, yeah, see what it's like out there. The second on the list is Montenegro. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure where this was. I knew it was, um, around to Europe area and I thought it was near Italy, but it's actually across the ocean or the, the bay of water um from italy so to the east um and the picture that uh they have that lonely planet has on this article is enough to sell me um you know i i really want to go there now um so it has the picture is just an amazing view of a stereotypical coastal town for that region so it looks looks like the pictures that you've seen of Italy or Greece or anywhere around there. Um, and it's just overlooking the water from a mountain and it, well, it looks amazing. So, um, uh, that is now on my list of places to go. Um, it wasn't before. So thanks Lonely Planet, uh, making me spend all my money on travel and inspiring me to do so. But one of those things I, I just can't get enough. So, um, and also they have a lots of, uh, hiking and biking trails around Montenegro as well. So, um, for any of you outdoorsy types, um, head over there and uh, check out the scenery and have a bit of a walk around. Apparently it's, it's beautiful and amazing. So, um, three, number three, uh, South Korea. Apparently, uh, South Korea has geared up for outdoor activities, including hiking, fishing, and I think Lonely Planet mentioned golfing, so um, not 100% sure of that one. But they say not many people outside of South Korea know about its appeals. Like, um, we all, we've all heard of South Korea, but um, I'm not. Like it's not one of those places that's high up on anyone's list. Like people want to go there, but you know, it's not one of those must see places, but apparently it is, especially if you like that outdoor stuff. Um, 
and I have a, a friend, another travel blogger, and he lives in South Korea. Um, he's also a podcaster. So I, I will try and get him on the show. I know he's very busy this year. Um, and he's always podcasting about South Korea and he loves hiking. So he can tell us all about some of the areas around South Korea. Um, so I will talk to him as soon as he gets back from his latest trip. And hopefully I can get him on the show. So number four on the list of top 10 countries for 2013 is Ecuador. So I've had a, a few other travel blogger friends. Um, they went down to Ecuador last year and um, you know, hiked up some of the mountains and they said it was amazing. But um, I think the reason it made it the list this year is they are doing up their rail network and apparently it's connecting some of their main cities um, to some of the really high up mountains or the mountain regions, uh, which, you know, if you know anything about Ecuador, that's what it's famous for, their famous volcanoes. Um, so I'm not sure how high the, the rail network will go, the trains will go. Um, if they'll go all the way to the top or halfway, um, not sure. I, I might have to check that out, but it's definitely going to be convenient to, um, get places. And I think that's what will make it so appealing for people to travel out there this year. Or once the uh, train network is finished, at least. Uh, I'll try and find out more about that and let you know in the next podcast. So number five, Slovakia. Um, again, not one of those places that you would think would make a, a top 10 countries to visit. But um, if you look at the picture, I'll, I'll include the, the article in the show notes so you can go check out the pictures. Um, but the picture for Slovakia is just another one that just sells me on the country. Um, I recently read a few articles about someone who had been to um, Slovakia and they said it was amazing and it looks amazing. So it's definitely a place that I now want to go photograph as well. So um, my list is getting bigger of places to visit. One day I'll hopefully get there. But um, yeah, they, they say getting quick. Um, at the moment, their tourism is mainly uh, bucks parties and, um, you know, drinking weekends and stuff like that. So they're trying to move away from that stereotype and give it more of a, I guess, like a family friendly somewhat. Um, you know, vibe, but yeah, it, it does look like a nice place and I'm very keen to check it out. So if anyone else has been there, um, let me know and, uh, maybe we can have a chat about it on the podcast. So number six, the Solomon Islands. Um, so this is apparently a true island getaway. So last year, me and my wife went to Fiji on our honeymoon. And even though it was what we needed at the time and we loved it, 
we kind of felt a little bit guilty because we just sat around the resort um, at the pool and had cocktails and just relaxed. Um, and we felt guilty because that's not the kind of travel that we usually do. But we were so exhausted after the wedding. Um, it was exactly what we needed. We just needed to sit by a pool and relax and actually take the time. So it was probably a good thing. But they say Solomon Island doesn't have as many resorts or big hotels. So it has that more local island roots kind of feel about it. Um, and you know, I think that's a good thing. You know, you're getting more of the the local way of life, the island way of life, rather than a resort that could be essentially anywhere in the world and it would still feel the same. So I think that's a good thing, that the island way of life. So that's pretty close to Australia as well, so uh, yeah, another one on the list. Big list now. So, <laughs> funnily enough, here's an, another big one that I want to go to, um, Iceland. So, it, it's one of those places that I've heard so much about Iceland in the last year. It's unbelievable and I didn't really hear anything about Iceland tourism before last year. So, they've obviously made a big push in their tourism and it seems to have paid off because um, I've heard loads of good things about Iceland and there seems to be lots of good things to do there. Um, uh, one of my friends went ice diving out there um, and they have ridiculously blue glacial type water out there um, freezing so you have to wear like a special wetsuit um, but they just said under the water and close to the ice was just amazing views. Uh, you can go dog sledding out there. That is definitely something that I want to do in my lifetime. Um, I don't know if that will be around for much longer. Um, I'm hoping it will be because I definitely want to do it. Um, they've got thermal pools out there and a, a big spa. Um, famous, I can't remember the name of the spa, but it's famous um, near near the capital of Iceland. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Um, so, yeah, just all these all these things put together just make this country a, you know, a really great country to visit. And again, if you can get the chance, head out there. And I hear that they're, they're starting to do cheap flights from the east coast of United States for all my United States listeners. I think it's only a seven hour flight and you can get a ticket fairly cheaply. So um, I think that's one of those places that's going to start getting busier. So head out there um, as early as you can, if you can. So number eight of the Lonely Planet top 10 countries is Turkey. Um, and the reason that Turkey made the list is uh, it's got cheap flights. You can... Um, flying there rather cheaply they say and um, it's filled with old ruins and um, I was talking to somebody today actually um, they went to uh, they went on a tour I think last year and um, Turkey was one of the places they went to 
and they said Istanbul was a great place to visit. They they felt a little bit uneasy. I think it was one of their first trips or um, I don't know if they were staying in a bad area. So she felt a little bit uneasy, but she said out of the trip that she did, it was one of her favourite um, cities or places to be. And um, I think Lonely Planet doesn't even... They talk about other places around Turkey. They're not even talking about Istanbul. So um, obviously Turkey has a, a lot to offer. Um, plus they've got Turkish food, which I love. So, you know, great play, great reason to go, I think. Number nine is the Dominican Republic. So the first quarter of 2012 saw an 8.4% increase in tourism, which is a fair amount of increase. Um, And I don't know if it's because of that, but they now have um, increased flights. So they've got more flights going out to the Dominican Republic. There's a lot more cruise ships uh, porting or stopping there, stopping in port and staying for a few days and just from the picture again it it looks amazing it's one of those uh caribbean island paradise that you see in the movies um it you know it does actually look like that um i know a a guy that i went on a tour with he lives in canada and he flies to the caribbean all the time just because it's a great place to go and you know for a american or canadian people it's a short flight and yeah, it looks amazing and it's fun and I think it's fairly cheap. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure someone will correct me on that if it is not. Like, I know I'd go there if I lived closer and well, I live close to beaches already. Like, check it out. And rounding out the top 10 countries for 2013 by Lonely Planet is Madagascar. Um, so when I was a little bit younger and the movies came out, I actually thought it was a made up place. Um, I since learnt my lesson. So sorry for all those people who yeah, laugh at me and my geography skills. They weren't, they weren't that great before I started traveling the world. So leave me alone. So they're saying that you should visit this place before it gets big again, uh, with the travel agents. So there was a time where it was a little bit dodgy to go there. Um, so travel agents would, wouldn't recommend it, but, um, a lot of that has cleared up apparently. And they think that people will start heading there again. Um, so yeah, Madagascar is the world's fourth biggest Island. Uh, and it's full of, you know, flowers and wildlife and animals and, you know, plants. So, um, they say it just looks amazing and you could probably go hiking around there and um, keep you interested for quite some time, I would imagine. So if you're into all that kind of stuff, all the um, nature and things like that, uh, I would recommend Madagascar before it starts getting busy with tourism, especially if it's on the Lonely Planet top 10 list. I'm sure a lot of it'll head up more people's radars then. So yeah, that, that's the last one of the top 10 countries um, of 2013 by Lonely Planet. So those countries again, 
Sri Lanka, Montenegro, South Korea, Ecuador, Slovakia, Solomon Islands, Iceland, Turkey, Dominican Republic, and Madagascar. So if you can get to any of those places, you know, before they start getting too busy or uh, anything like that, then you may as well get in now before, um, before it gets mm-hmm. too busy. So without further ado, um, I'll just go on to my next uh, topic, I guess. Can't really segue that, unfortunately. Um, but um, so this week there's been uh, a lot of flooding up in uh, northern Australia. So I live down the southeast, uh, but up in Queensland, which is the northeast of Australia, uh, they've just been hit with um, storm front after storm front. Uh, massive rains and um, there's been flooding like all over uh, Gold Coast and Brisbane and uh, I think Grafton and a few areas around there um, just massive amounts of flooding and unfortunately I think even um, a few people lost their lives uh, which is never a good thing um, but uh, I, I know of a few people that have been trapped there because um, their flights were delayed um, and yeah they've just been stuck and they've had to reschedule a whole bunch of flights and I think they're, they're still a bit backlogged for a few days um, but last I heard the it's sunny up there again and the floodwaters are starting to recede so if you're heading there within the next few weeks um, I think it'll be alright like it'll be a bit devastated and um, people will be cleaning up and um, all the stuff that's um, involved with you know, the after effects of a flood or any natural disaster um, but you know, you'll still be able to go there so when I was reading um, a few stories about the Queensland floods. Um, I found this other story uh, about some flooding in South Africa. Now this is also really recent. I think it happened on Sunday or yeah, I think it happened on Sunday from what I read. Um, so near the Botswana border they had some flooding and it flooded uh, um, I'll just find the name of it. The Raquina crocodile farm that is near the border so the story is saying that something like 15,000 crocodiles escaped from the crocodile farm because uh, they flooded they had to open the gates um, before it destroyed some houses or the owner's house or something like that so all the crocodiles got out and escaped into the forest nearby and also the river there's a river nearby um, so last they said they had recovered a few thousand of the crocs um, and they even found one on a rugby field 75 miles away so that's quite some way for the crocs to go um, but the bad thing about this story is they've only recovered a few thousand and they said they had 15,000 to start with. So they're telling people to um, 
stay indoors or uh, stay out of the area um, and you know, notify them if they see any crocodiles. Um, so that is a bit of a worry um, when they have to tell people that. So um, if anyone was planning to go down to Botswana or around there, or um, I would try and delay your plans at least for a, a few months um, just until they hopefully round up all the crocodiles because that is not something you want to come face to face with you know, just walking around the street um, or anything like that. So hopefully the floodwaters recede over there as well and um, the owners of this crocodile ranch or farm or whatever it is manage to round up the crocodiles without too much trouble or uh, people call them when they spot a crocodile and they can get all this mess sorted up before it uh, causes too much of a too much of a problem so yeah natural disasters are never fun so the last story I have for this episode of the podcast is about Shangri-La. So I know that Shangri-Las are like a snooty hotel and it's not really somewhere that I would stay. I mean, I'd like to, but I just don't really get that opportunity. It's a bit too pricey for me, unfortunately. So Shangri-La has just announced that they're extending their free Wi-Fi network. Um, so at the moment, they have free Wi-Fi in all of their hotels. Um, and I think they've got 78 hotels around the globe. Um, so what they're doing is they're extending their free Wi-Fi to their um, hotel limos. So what can happen is you can land at the airport, uh, get picked up by one of the limos and check your emails on your phone or anything like that while you're in the limo going back to the hotel or just driving to a meeting or anything like that. And I think these are a pretty good idea. Like uh, when I was in Edinburgh, I caught a bus from the city, I think to the airport or something like that. And they had uh, free Wi-Fi on the bus and I managed to email home and uh, catch up on a few things while I was sitting there waiting and doing nothing else. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, even though I have no plans to stay at the Shangri-La in the near future, um, I'm just hoping that this sets a precedent for a lot of other places around the world, so a lot of other hotels or even hostels. Because, um, you know, if Shangri-La can do it, surely some other places can do it. Like, I know there's a cost involved to... Um, you know, giving people free Wi-Fi or, um, you know, broadband or anything like that. But I think the the perks of having free Wi-Fi would far outweigh the costs it costs to have them maintain this system. Because I know when I'm looking at either a hotel or a hostel or anything like that, if if there's two places that are you know, somewhat similar, maybe a few different, you know, dollars in difference. 
um, and one of them has free Wi-Fi and one doesn't, I'm always going to go with the free Wi-Fi one, even if it is more expensive, by, well, depending on how much more expensive. But if there's only a few dollars difference, I'm always going to pick the free Wi-Fi one because it is just so much simpler than having to uh, log on to their system and, you know, pay however much money to get 24 hours and then it's kind of intermittent and then all your time gets used up as you're sending an email and you have to repurchase another 24 hours. And, yeah, I, I just think it's silly. And you know, so I, I come from Australia where it's ridiculously expensive for internet, which is a pity. Um, and when I was in New Zealand, it, it was the same. Wherever I, whichever hostel I stayed at, uh, I had to uh, pay to get usage of the Wi-Fi. Um, and it was very different from the places, other places I've been. So uh, Europe and America and Canada all had free Wi-Fi, um, as far as I remember. And yeah, I think some of these big chains like uh, some hotel chains or even like uh, YHA or any of those hostel chains, I think that they should incorporate this free Wi-Fi into, um, you know, give free Wi-Fi to all of their patrons and stuff like that. Um, it might bump up the prices of the rooms maybe, I but you know, then, then it's not really free Wi-Fi, is it? But I think they're going to get a lot more guests uh, and people coming to their hotels or hostels if they do have the free Wi-Fi. I, I know for one that, you know, like I said earlier, I would pick the one with free Wi-Fi over the one that doesn't have it. And, you know, you're just going to get more customers that way. So, I, you know, especially in this age where everyone or nearly everyone has smartphones and a lot of travelers are traveling with their laptops so they can Skype their families or send pictures to their families. Like the internet's become such a big thing that, you know, not having free access to it is, is just silly really. So, um, if there is any hotel chains or hostel chains out there, um, listening to my podcast, firstly, thank you. Um, but I urge you to incorporate a free Wi-Fi system in your own chains. I think that'll really improve your customer satisfaction and your business as well. Um, makes us happy and it'll make you happy because we're happy. Uh, I think that's how it should be. Uh, 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 that's probably enough about me. You know, I'll get off my high horse now about Wi-Fi. Anyway, so I think that's that's about it uh, for me today. Um, I'll you know, wrap up the podcast here. So if you have any questions or feedback or anything that I talked about on this or any of the other podcasts, uh, you can send me an email, podcast at weswanders.com. Um, all the links... Uh, to the stories that I talked about so the links to The Lonely Planet and the, the escaped crocodiles and the Shangri-La um, I'll put all that in the show notes so 
you can go to weswanders.com forward slash podcast forward slash three, the number three, because this is episode three. Um, and that will take you to the show notes and you can click on the links from there. Um, so if you'd like to follow my travels or anything like that, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I spoke about that earlier at Wes seven, or you can become a member of the Wes Wonders Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Wes Wonders. Or you can also head to my blog um, and read any of the articles I've, I've got up there. Um, I'll be posting hopefully a video in the next few days about uh, a trip, uh, Australia Day rafting trip that we did. Um, it was pretty funny. Uh, hopefully the video turns out all right. Um, I'll try and make that later this week. Yeah, stay tuned for next episode. I'm hoping to make a few slight little changes on the next show. Uh, and also hopefully I'll have another interview uh, with a friend. Um, but until then, happy traveling. <laughs>